Hello everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Going Racing Podcast here on the channel. Today we got quite a bit to go over compared to last week uh, after a boring Coca-Cola 600 and just not a lot happened. But this week we got quite a bit to go over. Sonoma from NASCAR, uh, Formula 1 at Azerbaijan. There's some potential rumors about uh, both 2311 Racing, Trackhouse expanding next year. And both have been talking to uh, Cup Series veteran Kurt Busch as well as some Jeff Gordon rumors going around. He could potentially be out of the Fox booth at the end of the year due to some uh, Hendrick Motorsports leadership role changes for him. And then the plate package has also been changed and whatnot. Uh, and so overall, a lot to go over this week now as I am joined by Mr. Jay Cook. Hello. As well as Matt O'Brien. Hey. How are we doing tonight, guys? I mean, it's been a packed week, I think. And honestly, I think... Both weeks or both uh, races that we had on Sunday, I think we can all agree were pretty good. Oh yeah, they were they were great this weekend. This yeah. past weekend of racing was good. Yeah, very very good. I thought Azerbaijan was the best, um, but we'll dive into oh, that yeah. later on the podcast when we get to the F one uh, segment. So we will start things off though with Sonoma. Now, did anyone think it was going to be the Kyle Larson Coca Cola six hundred over again? No, no. But that's exactly what it was. Um, I'm pretty sure he won all stages, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he swept. Everything. He won this race in a very unorthodox way. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was a... like compared to what you do to at a road course. It, it was a very weird race, strategy wise. Yeah, and Sonoma has been for the last five years now since well, the stages. What I'm saying is. You would always come in with two to go, right? To the stage. Not many people did that this race. You know what I mean? That's true. Which I'm kind of glad because the last several years, Sonoma races have been ruined by that. Absolutely just ruined. Well, well that's a stages at road course problem. Yeah, they, yeah the stages need to go away at road courses. Just a caution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stage caution. Um, well, I, frankly, I think they just need to go. I think the stage cautions just need to go. Um, I don't agree with that. At all tracks or just road courses? I think at all tracks. I say just road courses. Yeah. My well, my logic is. It, there's no. It, to me, it feels like there's besides road courses. Like let's throw Sonoma out the window, but like at a every speedway, the strategy is the same. There's no variation. You can't do anything. You're you're pretty much stuck in a box, basically. Of we're pitting halfway through the stage. Yeah, that's that's true. But at the same time, I personally would rather take no strategy and some restarts and in, mixed into the race, where we could potentially have some more exciting uh, exciting stuff happen versus. Strategy where a guy uh, saves five extra laps and wins by or 10 like seconds. A normal race that we used to have before stages just with yeah. some points thrown in here and there. Because, like, That's um, the problem with it, the re it's boring if we don't have those cautions. The reason we started throwing these stage cautions was because of the boringness in the middle of the race, right? So it, would be, it wouldn't make yeah, sense to take them out. Yeah. And, and alleged, another reason, allegedly is so we can put more commercials in during cautions and not during the race 
Although they do not. That lasted for about um, a year. Yeah. If that. Uh, not even. Probably, probably the first Daytona 500 was stages, and that was it. Yeah. Um, um, I I'll get into the broadcast later. Yeah, we will talk about the broadcast again because that was like the main theme from last week, in my opinion, was just we really talked about how bad the broadcast was. It was bad again it this week. Ar- um, it was arguably worse. Well, we'll touch upon it as soon as we go over our recap and stuff over the race. And but I mean, stage one, Kyle Larson won. <laughs> the first two stages, not a whole lot really happened. I mean, yeah, uh, other than some weird strategy. Yeah, and somehow said that, that was a that was a spooky. Uh, Bubba Wallace also had a flat tire. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think he rebounded actually to a pretty solid finish. Um, 14th. Yeah, that's that's a solid rebound for them. So they'll they'll take you know, talking that. Talking about rebound, talking about rebound. Somehow, Austin Dillon managed thirteenth, even though he had no batteries the entire race. Yeah, no, I didn't even, I didn't even, I always, I usually forget about him being in the race. Um, but a good result for him, I guess. Now is he's still in the playoffs or whatever. Um, yeah. But Larson sweeps the stages, and then we go into the final stage, and it started. It was pretty calm for the majority of that too. Um, but Larson was just kind of working his way through traffic and eventually uh, got uh, past Elliott and just well, let's just say that five car was unbelievable. Like, yeah, usually we expect Larson to be fast for like three laps and then his tires are destroyed and he'll be in twentieth ten laps later. He he ran down Elliott from he passed a whole bunch of cars and he was like seven mm-hmm. seconds behind Elliott and ran him down and passed him. It turns out fresh tires meant a lot today. Yeah. And a fast car. Uh, the strategy of this race was just all over the place. Just without the everything, the strategies got thrown out the window as soon as that competition caution was called. At what, like ten laps into the race? And everything. yeah, I thought it was it spiced it up though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the varying strategies was yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't strategies that made the race worse this time. It like it spiced it up and like it put Larson oh, yeah. in the position he was in where he still. Destroyed everybody, but it, it still gave us some action. Um, mm-hmm. And then everything kind of kicked off towards the end. I think it was when Quinn Health pulled off the track. Yeah, and, I was so that that, that caution that Quinn Health caution rightly rightfully called. But my God, I want I wanted to fucking go off, man. I was so mad that it happened. As an I, Eric Jones, I guess fan, like, I was so mad. I was so mad as an Eric Jones fan because he was going to get a top five probably. I mean, like, he, yeah, I mean, his car was stopped in a spot where a car still could have came and hit him, right? Um, it was extremely yeah, unlikely. It was unlikely. Yeah. But it's like, I, I guess if right NASCAR, if NASCAR road courses were better designed where you can kind of have a nice pull off where like F1 has or something. Then that would have been better. They wouldn't have had to throw a caution, but they didn't have that. I mean, it was an awkward spot for him to have the car stop. So, uh, but that kind of kicked everything off. I mean, Kyle Larson, yeah. of course, was still able to find a way to be okay. Um, well, um, also the thing with the Quinn Hoff thing, as we'll find out later, and to no one's surprise, NASCAR tr- does their best. If they can throw a caution, they will throw a caution. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, but you can go on. Uh, I think there was two more crashes after that, or was, uh, the only one I can remember though. Yeah, yeah. So 
I'm looking at racing re- reference. So Quinn Hoff had his cuts thing, then we went back green, and then um, a driver on the podcast that we've uh, criticized That's before. This is the one I remember. Move. Yeah, did did a non surprising move at all. Jay and I were roasting the man Ross Chastain as this happened. Every time Chastain does something stupid, I tweet like Chastain shocker or something like that. Or shocker Chastain. Like, because it's not shocking. <laughs> um, All right. He does have speed. But goddamn, he's, is, he, he's like, he's kind of like Stenhouse, honestly. He has speed, but he just is a, a road hazard. Yeah. And uh, he just went full send. And yeah, I mean, LeJoy was on slower tires or older tires, sorry. Uh, so Chastain had more speed, but LeJoy, it was into the final hairpin, and LeJoy had the corner originally. And then Chastain said, No, you don't. And he just full center in there, took him yeah, out, then, got other cars involved, cuts the whole Harvick. course. Oh, Harvick, yeah, he was involved. Yeah, Harvick, Eric Jones, Byron. I think Bowman, oh, Bowman as well. Bowman, yeah, Bowman's hood got destroyed in this, and then yeah, uh, you you can you can continue with Ross Chastain doing what he did. Yeah, he 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 just decides to hook it right, cut the whole thing, pass everybody, and then they do not let him, or they do let him keep his spots after he just cut everything. Ridiculous. Which is somehow not a rule. There, there's no rule about cutting that part of the track, which is weird. Like I get it, I I get cutting if you're avoiding a crash. Obviously, no one's gonna complain. But he was spun out, like he was backwards, and, and he spun he, himself out basically. Yeah, he, then he cuts the course, and then speeds up to pass so many cars. Why was he lined up in the top ten? Why? There's no. This is like one of those moments in eye racing. Where the guy like spins out and he loses five spots, but all of a sudden he ends up in front of you. You're like, how is this allowed? Yeah. But uh, nothing we can do about it, and he's still got a decent finish because of that. So, um, seventh. Yeah, uh, NASCAR uh, screwed that up bad, in my opinion. Um, He should have been scored. I don't know where he should have been scored, but not. Nowhere near the top ten, that's for sure. Yeah, I, um, unfortunate. Hopefully they don't. I mean, actually, I I don't think they're gonna change that. <laughs> but I don't think they will. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Kyle Larson though, um, kept on hanging on on these restarts, and then I think there was maybe one more crash that caused a caution. Two more. But there, was that was that? Did any uh, of them cause was, a caution? Yes, there was two more cautions after this. Oh, okay. So the one, the second, this one was uh, when Matty D took out Priest and then Cody oh, and then Yeah. Jay, do you have any input on this situation? Straight up dump Priest. I have no idea why, but he straight <laughs> up dumped him. Yeah, and uh, and then Priest pulled a big dummy and pulled it back on track. Oh my god, that was ridiculous too. What was he thinking? I have no idea. Like. That's like, and my thought would be... It's where, like where, Vettel at Monza. Yes, 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 yes. But I was like, where's the NASCAR uh, calling Ryan Priest the hauler after the race? 
Didn't hear that one. I mean, what if his spotter maybe thought he was clear? Yeah, I, I'm assuming. Uh, but, like, still. No, it was not good was, on his part. Yeah. Um, and then Cody oh, Ware. Yeah, Cody Ware. Like, obviously, he gets he hits uh, Priest because of that. And then, like, I think his car is broke. Into him. No, I think the car. I don't think he has control, but I'm not sure. But that was. That wreck was kind of funny, but uh, stupid but we funny. We had another one, that, yeah, stupid but funny, and then then we have another one, and I hated this one. This one was horrible. So this is when Bowman sent uh Blaney and Bell spinning. I legitimately don't remember that one. I don't remember this one either. This was before the green white checkered. Bowman sends Bell and Blaney, and somehow Alfredo spins. And this is the one where Alfredo's oh, yeah. just sitting on the track. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is the I hate this because this happens all the time. They just sit there acting like the car is dead, right? Caution comes out and rolls. Start moving. Now you want to know what NASCAR should do? Hold them a lap. If because I mean NASCAR one hundred percent knows what they're doing. Um. Yep. So if you are going to stop your car. After getting spun out to make sure you get a caution, you 100% should, yes, get a one-lap penalty. Thing is, is NASCAR wants cautions, so, like, why would they, you know... Yeah, but they should also still penalize the guy for for it. Like, when Bubba admitted he brought out that one caution for self-spinning at Texas, they penalized him. You cannot tell... Bubba kind of forced their hand to penalize him once he mentioned he intentionally did it. But that doesn't – this is the same situation. You're not telling me he did not bring that out on purpose by just sitting on the track. He moved as soon as the caution came out. Honestly, I I think NASCAR was throwing the caution either way because they threw it pretty darn quick after that. Like, yeah. There was no – There was, was a delay. No there was a, No, there was a decent delay. If you watch it back, there's a decent delay, and you know exactly what they were thinking. All right, let's get another caution because we know he's just sitting there on purpose. And lo and behold, as soon as the caution comes out, five seconds later, he starts moving. Mm-hmm. We see it every, we see it all the time, and it's ridiculous. It's a very yeah, common thing. It would be thing. really nice if NASCAR started penalizing people for intentionally bringing out cautions. They won't, yeah. but they should. Yeah. I, it's weird, because they, they tried to set like a, a statement when they penalized Bubba. And then, and then, and then, ever since that, the people that continue to do it, they don't do anything about it. I guess you have to legitimately say, "Oh, I did this on purpose," even though it's blatantly obvious it was on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's the thing because, like, Bubba basically forced their hand into penalizing him by saying that if he didn't say anything, NASCAR wouldn't have penalized him because I don't think they really care because they want cautions too. Yeah, but it didn't make no statement. I mean, it, it, it seems like a very pointless fine because they haven't enforced anything. No, they weren't trying to make a statement. They, their hand was just forced to penalize him because he mentioned he did it on purpose. They, they Everyone else is doing it on purpose. Well, yeah, but Bubba if you're gonna find Bubba, said, yeah, but it's, it's no different. said it though. No one else has. So yeah, that's but why it their was, hand was forced to do it. It was blatantly obvious when Bubba did it, and same for everyone else. Just because they didn't say it, I think they should be fine yeah. then too. 
No, they should be. But what I'm saying is, is NASCAR doesn't want to find the drivers because they don't care about cautions coming out because they want cautions coming out. However, Bubba coming out to the media and saying that he did it on purpose forced NASCAR's hand to penalize him because if you don't penalize him, then what does that show to the public? You don't care about cautions coming out and you want them to be thrown even if they're on purpose. So they can't, their hand was forced to, to penalize him. That's why that happened. And they I, to other I, think, I think it was, a, I think it was a terrible fine. Um, that's just my opinion, but, um, but was that the last caution causing? Yeah, the, yeah, caution? Checkered, and then, yeah. I'm sure Gary's got some strong words for what happened. Michael McDowell, I have disliked this guy since I've started watching NASCAR for the record. I'm not like just a hater out of nowhere. I have not liked this guy ever. Um, he won the Daytona 500. I was, that was probably the most disappointing Daytona 500 winner ever for me. Yeah, um, I wasn't worst, excited for that one either. I wasn't excited either, and it didn't help. It was probably the worst race I've ever watched. <laughs> but Michael McDowell and Daniel Suarez have gotten into it before, by the way. Um, so McDowell should have already known before messing with Daniel. I mean, Daniel threw him to the ground um, at Phoenix in 2019 after McDowell grabbed him by the neck. Uh, so they came through the first part of the course, the little S's and crap. And then uh, the corner before the carousel, McDowell is on the right side of Suarez. I think he got loose. I couldn't tell. He might have got loose. But yeah. nonetheless, yeah, whatever happened, he still runs Suarez off the track. And Suarez... Yeah, it was off track, so... But I also, before we go further, um, there was some people talking about... Um, that were paying attention to that battle that was going on in that area. And I guess McDowell had been racing like that, like for the majority of the time already to other people. So, but he did it to Suarez on the last lap. Suarez saves it, gets it back on track. Obviously he's way behind McDowell. Um, and then they went through the carousel, whatever. And then eventually they go to that double right-hander and then Bowman Decides to basically do the same thing McDowell did to Suarez, and he does that to McDowell, puts McDowell off the track. So then Suarez gets back to McDowell in the final corner, and waits waits no time and just straight up dumps him, and it was great. It was glorious. Um, actually, I think the most embarrassing thing out of all this is the fact that Suarez was able to catch back up to him. That's why I'm like, man, you go and do that to him, and you let him get back to you. Like, what an idiot! You know, in a half a lap. Yeah. Like, like Suarez is like. In La La Land, he is like, you should be wrecking how far he's off track. How does he get back to him? I need to know. Right? We had a top 10, too, before he did that to us. So, um, yeah. Another good recovery by Suarez as well. So, but. The worst yeah. part about it was how Front Row Motorsports acted on Twitter, too. Well, because the broadcast only showed Suarez turning him. Yeah. And then front row I'm was sure like, team, let's run with that. I'm sure the team like, would have known. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, no the general public had no idea. So they were like, we can roll with this storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't see it until it was last night, wasn't it, Gary? Night yeah. Before, no, night before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was Monday night. When we, I, there was finally video of like what triggered it. And yeah. Like, like, even, like, at first, I thought, I didn't know anything happened. I thought Suarez just decided yeah. to dump him, and I was all for it anyways, because I don't like McDowell. <laughs> but then after seeing what happened beforehand, I was even more for it, of course. But, mm 
and obviously yeah, justified. No, was, like when I first saw it live, I was like, "Well, that was really bizarre and yeah. odd." And uh, I was like, "Huh, I wonder what happened." And then you see that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, 100% justified by Suarez, 100%." Absolutely. Um, um, there was an argument some people were putting up, like, "Oh, McDowell." Only costed Suarez a couple positions, and Suarez, you know, costed McDowell a ton. But hit, it's just like, hey, hit me with the fifth, I'll hit you with a brick. Don't get run down after shoving a guy way off track, anyways, in half a lap. Yeah. Um, I did like what Bowman did. You could tell Bowman was not messing around when he saw what happened, because he got to McDowell and just shoved him right off the track too. But I think that was really the only eventful other thing that happened. Yeah, so speaking of, um, well, I'll just, Kyle Larson won. He's looking really, really good. Um, but uh, I think I think the Suarez thing is like just a, the incident is just a microcosm of this the broadcasting. Because um, I they, I started focusing on it more like after last week because I thought it was so bad. This week was arguably even worse. Um, like, for example, we had no idea what happened to to cause this Suarez thing until days after. And it wasn't even like a broadcast. It was just a roof cam of, I don't even, of like Bowman's car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how is this stuff not shown? And like, also the like Gary, Gary talks about this all the time privately. And even on Twitter, sometimes these narrow camera shots, man. Once you again, you, you can't see even see the whole the width of the track. Yeah. Especially on restarts, because like there was a restart where like LaJoy just moved Eric moved Eric out of the way in the carousel. You barely saw it in the background. And it took like two laps later, they go, oh, look what happened to LaJoy and Eric Jones. If it was a wider camera shot, you would have seen it instantly. Right? Uh-huh. And all this stuff is everywhere. There's so much action happening on these restarts, and you don't see any of it. I mean, they're so focused on the front. Yeah. We're so Even focused on Kyle Larson with yeah. a one-second lead after four turns. We must focus on Kyle Larson the entire time. It is the most... Oh, my God. Oh, I wonder if it's a sponsor thing. What sponsor does Kyle Larson have that needs to be shown on oh, TV? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like overall, in general, like I wonder if across the board, sponsors are like, hey, zoom in on these cars. So that way our logo is actually like readable and stuff and don't show other cars in the same screen. Honestly, like, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like I, like, are, would you be surprised if I told you this? I have a theory that the reason they do interviews right off, right after they get out of the car so you can end the broadcast faster and get to more commercials faster. Makes sense because I can't think of any reason um, that makes it worth doing other than that. I think the interviewing I, after right out of the car is still uh, silly. I've been against it since they started doing it. Because, well, unless... Um, I want to see no, victory lane. No, yes, I, I don't agree. Do with, either I don't one. Agree with that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do the right out of the car, don't do victory lane whatsoever. Guys, just got to give the same interview once again. You know, I want to see. Yeah, if, I, it should just be, in my opinion, just victory lane. Obviously, I, 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 why are they doing that now? Because there's like no protocols. 
So like, why can't they do that big celebration still? I wonder. No, no one. I don't know. <laughs> hey, cause, cause, cause you know we have to, we have to get those commercials, man. But that, like, I honestly thought that that'll probably be back, be back next year. I would think. Honestly, uh, I think that that's probably the one thing that they took from like F one style of broadcasting and stuff. Having the interview as soon as they get out of the car, that, that's probably like. I, I don't know if it was for the reason of, of commercials. I, I think it was no, more no, of a, Well, I mean, no, F1, it works, though, those... because they give them that moment to go celebrate with their team still before they take their helmet off. You know, they get out of the car, they climb out of their car, you know, and then they jump to their team that's right at the walls there, and then they go and deal with the, the, the yeah, interview. Yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR is a bit of a different victory thing, too, like compared to F1. I'm sure if, if the car is pulled down pit road and all that stuff like F1 does, then there would probably be, that mo- probably be that moment as well. But, you know, they don't in NASCAR. So uh, aside from the winner, the winner goes out on track. Everybody else goes on pit road. But I think I think save the interview for when the whole team's there because it's a team sport, not one guy. Exactly. Um, and just like, I hope NBC is better, man. I really do. It need it needs to be better. Well, like, I, I think like... NBC usually has the wider shots compared to Fox, but like, commercials aren't going to change. Uh, the overall commentator style I feel is always better with NBC compared yeah. to Fox, but we're still going to get all the we'll get into commercials. Duh. Duh. Maybe very soon, actually. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So, what else is there to talk about the race? Anything? Uh, Chase Elliott didn't dominate a road course. I mean, Martin Truex it, didn't dominate Sonoma. Oh, oh, we had a gun in there, two and three. I got, I got something. I was reading. Okay. Um, I saw two different numbers come up, but uh, so. There was a thread I was reading through on Twitter that the garage uh, was saying that the Chevrolets have managed to find 16 extra horsepower at tracks. Uh, And then I saw another one say Rodney Childers said that they found six more horsepower uh, at normal tracks. But either way, apparently Chevy's found a way to get more horsepower out of their cars. I've heard something about that too uh, from somewhere. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, you see what they're doing right now, and it kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Chevy specifically, Hendrick has found something a big time. That's for sure. Um, there, Honestly, there. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me though. Those rumors are false, and it's just all on Chad Canals being the competition director. I. It's about God tier that you, man is. I mean, you'd think you'd think it would be a more Chevy thing, but it's kind of like HMS only, right? Like, yeah, Chip Ganassi had a good run, but well, I mean, you gotta. I guess you gotta think about it. Those rumors probably are true because, like, nobody really expected RCR to be where they are, or even Trackhouse. And like on a on a consistent basis, Trackhouse and RCR are running above where they where you think they should be. Yeah. yeah, but then but Chip Ganassi's below where you'd think they would be. Honestly, Chip Ganassi's equipment has been not great for the last couple of years now. So it's worse than it was though this season. I don't think it's an engine thing for Chip Ganassi. I think their chassis and stuff is just not good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean there's not, not really a whole lot to go on about that um, other than we just, I heard that there's a rumor that that might be a thing. But um, before we really move on from the broadcasting, uh, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> I, I So uh, he is debating or considering potentially leaving the Fox booth. By the way, this weekend is the last Fox broadcast of the year. Um, so that's good. We'll have NBC boy, are they going, boy, are they going out with a bang whimper. <laughs> um, the biggest whimper imaginable. Jeff a- Gordon potentially weighing his options to be out of the booth at the end of this year because he could be taking on a larger leadership role at Hendrick Motorsports next year. So, something we already knew was coming. Um, I don't know how much of a role he would be given, but, I mean, obviously large enough to take it serious enough to be not even bothered with the booth. But, um, I mean, what do you guys think about it? Please leave. Actually, okay, this year he's done a good job, in my opinion. I won't be as harsh as Karma, but I do agree. I, I... I think he'll be better doing that than he is a commentator. I, I have never liked Jeff as a commentator ever. I, I've said that from the beginning. He's really he's just... bland. I yeah. think, but um, but I've discussed his major flaw that I'll get into after Gary. I was think I was just gonna say I think Jeff Gordon and Chad Canales together though running that thing. Powerhouse, absolute powerhouse. Like, I I don't that would be I I, I don't know how you beat Hendrick. <laughs> Especially with the driver lineup they have now, and and poise look like they're gonna have that driver lineup for the next like five or ten years. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, just, yeah, I mean, they went through you know like four or five subpar years or whatever, um, but they're making up so for it now. For Hendrix, yeah, ex- expectations anyways, anyways. And now they're making up for it because I mean they're just unbeatable right now. I mean, four races in a row they finished one two, at least. So, yeah, this is like early. Early two thousands, Hendrick is back, or like mid two thousands, I guess, decade wise, if you want to, if you want to call it that, <clears throat> like the 05 range in that area, like that. That Hendrick is back right now, it seems. But uh, Matt, you said you wanted to talk about something, or uh, yeah. So my biggest problem, Jeff, going in the booth, and I think you guys are gonna agree with me. I get it's hard just because of who he is. But my God, the Hendrick bias is awful. I disagree, to be honest with you. I th- I've heard him I say think- many great things about other other teams and what they're doing. And honestly, like I haven't like I'd say at the beginning, yeah. But like I think he's done a good job, really toning it back I, compared I mean, to what I, it used to be. I think I think also recently it's it's appearing more recently just because Hendrick's dominating. But it it just feels like to me is he just wants to talk about Hendrick and it's kind of annoying. I mean, honestly, like if I am already, I mean, he's already got a bit of a leadership role over there, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to want to talk about what we're doing. I mean, look at the team right now. They're just destroying everybody. Yeah. And I mean, another annoying thing was with Dakota when Chase won, he was literally there 10 minutes after the race was called in victory lane with Chase. Yeah, but I mean, he's a that, part that, of the team, right? Yeah, but it's like to me that the man. You I were think looking to get out of the booth before the broadcast was over. 
that's Fox's fault, in my opinion, though, for taking him on yeah. in that situation. So, I'd rather see him at HMS. That's pretty much as frank as that. Which I yeah, honestly, I think, I think a bit he will of a, be. I think <laughs> specifically to this year, it's a bit of a broadcasting issue as well. Like how Fox uh, specifically does their broadcast. I think NBC probably does a little bit of this too, but this is the first time I've really kind of paid attention to it. And it's not so much. I mean, obviously there is some bias from Jeff, but I don't think it's so much him like being biased as much as it is Fox telling them to t- what to talk about and like what team to talk about. Because when do they sit there and talk about the guy running 15th and like the kind of season he's having and stuff? No, they talk about the guy in first and second. And then that's yeah. for the last like month that's been Hendrick. So what else are they going to talk about? Cause Fox doesn't have them touch on anything else besides the leaders. Literally nothing else gets talked about in the race besides the dude who's in the and race. Unless like Chase Elliott's having a rough day. That's one of the most frustrating things. Yeah. It's one of the most stupidly frustrating things because in F1, we have the amazing broadcast of the, of the cameras showing all the cars and they're talking about multiple different drivers and everything. Yeah. And then in NASCAR, it's we focus could, on the top five and that's it. Everybody else. Yeah, is yeah, could you imagine how bad F1 broadcasts would be if there was done by Fox? We would, we would have literally been watching Max Verstappen the entire race. <laughs> and that would have been horrible to watch. Yeah. Look how good Max Verstappen is. He's got a six-second lead. Cool. Yeah, Who can, I don't want yeah, we, we uh, yeah, no, no, I don't anything like, else in the race either. Like, no other like, things going on. Cool, I don't care. Cool, he's leading. Max is my favorite driver. I don't want to watch Max with, Max with a six-second lead. I want to watch. I want to see action. Yeah. Which they show in F1. That's honestly just a Fox thing, too. Yeah. They show all the mid-pack battles going on. Uh, and when, when those Lance cameras are extremely zoomed out, and you can see the entire field, and they let the entire field go through a turn before they change the camera again. Yeah. And then they do... That they do zoom in as well, um, but it's yeah, not but anywhere like, like near what NASCAR is doing on a consistent. It feels much more. It's, it's also not when cars are side by side and battling each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's better. Uh, end of story. Yeah. Um, but broadcast aside, okay. By the way, there's a there. They hang a Toyota truck at Sonoma Raceway. By the way, on like a crane. Yeah. And it was just like, me and Jay noticed that when we were doing our NR race, and then we were watching the race on Sunday, and we realized that's a real thing. We're just like, yeah. what the heck's going on here? Like, that thing falls, crushes a car. Like, could you imagine? I don't think it's above the track, though. Well, either way, I mean, what the heck are they trying to do? Yeah. They don't even look at it on the broadcast. Advertisement. <laughs> I, I called it. That's where Kyle Larson's spotter was, and that's why he was leading the race and had such a big advantage. It, <laughs> that was his specific spotter stand. Um, but, uh... There's some more, more NASCAR stuff to talk about. Yeah, we got a couple more NASCAR things to go about here. Um, the plate uh, package is changing. Oh boy! Terrible decision. Um, although, obviously, we don't know what the race is going to be like, but um, NASCAR's reduced the speeds here before, um, and that gave us what we currently have. So I'm not thinking it's the end of the world here. So yeah, I don't think. So. I don't really think there's going to be much of a difference other than the speeds. And that won't be much either, you know? Uh, um, I mean, 10 miles an hour is quite the difference. Is that what it's supposed to be? It's 7 to 10 miles an hour. Okay. Well, either way, I but, think uh, they overreacted once again. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, all, all I really think they needed to do is they added that like extra roll bar in the, in the chassis or something. That was, that's a good move. Um, doing stuff like that is always a good move um, but I mean also people on Twitter and the social media in general 
way overblowing this horsepower thing. In gen like they're saying, oh, this is the end of NASCAR, reducing horsepower again. When they fail to realize, when they actually had restrictor plates, the horsepower we're going to be running now is pretty comparable to what it was. Uh huh. Well, the thing that that I don't like about it is, is if NASCAR was, is doing this as a reaction to the Joey Logano Rick, they are. I that I don't confirmed. think they know how physics works then, because it doesn't matter what package is on the car. The way that car got hit, it's going over no matter what. It got hit square on the side as it's spinning, and all the air was lifting it up. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There's I, no other. There's no way that car doesn't flip in any other situation. I think if Joey didn't like, make like, such a big deal out of it, I think if Joey didn't make such a big deal out of it, nothing would have happened. It shouldn't. It shouldn't matter how big of a deal he made out of it. They can. They fucking should know how physics work and how these cars are supposed to work, and they should know that no matter what, that's going to happen, no matter what package is on the car. And it's so stupid of NASCAR to react the way that they are to something that would happen no matter what. If if we go to Daytona later this year and had the exact same crash, and somebody gets hit in that exact same spot, they're going to flip too. It doesn't matter what is on the car; they're going to flip when they get hit like that. We've seen it several times that a car flips and they get hit like that square in the side. It, it's just going to happen. NASCAR is stupid for reacting to it that way. And I, I'm not like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's in the NASCAR because they're reducing the horsepower. I, I, you know, yeah. I just think it's a really dumb decision because they're reacting the way they are to something that had no effect on the way that the package was like, I, I'm just tired of that's, like, that's part that I find stupid. There's, there's no point to making these changes. If there was a, you know, an actual wreck that could have been avoided by changing the package. Sure. Change the package, but there wasn't. And I'm just tired of them also just making these changes during the season. Yeah. Well, you know? when it when it comes down to a safety thing, which is what NASCAR is doing this for, then I see it. But, it, like, there wasn't a safety concern. The only safety the addition they needed to do no was the roll bar or the roof bar. And and maybe the wicker bill because the wicker bill was making the bigger runs. But I, I personally am really sad to see that go because, God, those cars look cool with the wicker bill. Holy crap. It was like a wing, and I loved it. Now I wonder. To go away, and I'm sad that it's gone. I wonder if that's going to affect the racing, though. It will. It will, because that, that was what brought the big runs, <laughs> because it created so much drag I mean, in the car in front. They're not. They're not. They're not reducing spoiler size, so I don't think it's going to be. No, the runs are still going to be there, but the yeah. the wicker build definitely created a lot bigger runs because it punched that big diagonal hole in the air. I think. I think the wicker build was more of a. Like, yeah, it created huge runs, but it was more of actually just a parachute for the guy in front. Yeah. No, it wasn't for run developing. It was literally just... No, no, that's what, yeah, that's what it was developed for, was to, to help slow the car down. And it wound up creating really huge runs. That, and it looked beautiful. It did. Oh, my God. I loved it. Now we don't have it anymore because Joey Logano got sad that he didn't win. That he <laughs> wrecked when he's normally the most aggressive one at plate tracks and is causes those wrecks all the time and he doesn't ever say a word unless he's actually involved in one. No. I think the real issue with plate racing is not the package, it's the drivers, but... Yes, I mean, if they were all courteous... That's partly and... true. That, that's partly true. Just don't crash. Yeah. Um, moving on from Joey Logano ruining our plate package for the year. Um, shocker there, he always ruins something. Uh... 2311 track house possibly both looking to expand next year 
thoughts? I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. I think it's guaranteed they're going to expand I, next year. I think um, I, I don't I don't know about Trackhouse. But... Yeah, Trackhouse is definitely the more questionable one, but I think twenty three XI is definitely expanding. Well, like Trackhouse track is, is probably like a seventy percent. Yeah, like I look at them, I'm like, at first I'm like, okay, well, we got to focus on getting one car competitive first, right? But at the same time, if you're going to expand really early on, next year is really the perfect year to do it. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, when you expand to more cars, you get more data, and that's how you can get more competitive. When you're running a single-car team, no matter how good that team is, you're not going to be able to get as competitive if you run multiple cars. You should be able to get more data and stuff like that and be able to develop more stuff, try different things out on the same on both cars at the same time, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I think we'll probably see them both expand to two-car teams next year. Um, and yeah, so Kurt Busch has been, uh, has actually, I guess, mentioned that he's talked to both 2311 and Trackhouse. Yeah. What do you guys think is the more likely candidate for him? Um, not Trackhouse, uh, 23, XI. I don't know. Trackhouse is winning the Chevy camp still. But man, you know, you know how much money Toyota throws into the NASCAR, man. That's gotta be so enticing. That's true. Um, I think, and and there was always that one report from the athletic that it was going to be twenty three xi, so that's my belief. Well, how long would even be that? The, the trackhouse started looking at expanding too, so you never know. I I don't know. But I, you don't I, know I, that could have just came out today, you know, or we don't know how long they've been talking about expanding and this stuff, you know. Yeah. So. And now you look at um, uh, if Trackhouse 23 both expand to two cars, okay, there we got two extra cars. Call like a third car. Dale Jr. is talking about entering a cup team. That's four new cars right there. Which gets me excited. I think that they have to legitimately cars? raise the uh, limit to 43 cars again. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is the charters right may not matter for those new teams. Uh, if they're getting good enough. I mean, if you think about those those teams, an expanded 23XI, expanded Trackhouse, Junior's team, and then Colleg. Mm-hmm. The only one you think of that might struggle is Colleg. Those other three, you know, th- they would have good enough stuff to beat out some of the lower-tier uh, charter guys to, yeah. to get into the race. To be oh, yeah, and Junior will have Hendricks, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I hope it happens. I hope all of these happen. To be I, just... So do I. So do I. It also gives more room uh, for guys to go to competitive rides. Yep. So. Well, semi-competitive. <laughs> Trackhouse ain't that great right well, now. Yet, uh, yeah, but... they're not going to be competitive right away, but eventually a chance for them to go to, to, yeah. to a team that's new and can be competitive in the future. Because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be competitive because they'll certainly be better than some of these other teams that are out there, so they could probably run at least top 20 or, or somewhere in the 20s. And that that's considered competitive at the moment in the Cup Series, um, so yeah, because uh, people continue to say uh, Eric Almarola is com- a very competitive driver. Twentieth in points, by the way. Yeah, he's doing all right last weekend once again. Um, speaking of points, Denny Hamlin's point lead is down to forty-seven. Uh, I'm 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 starting to grow some concerns. In the Hamlin camp, uh, not obviously not like falling off a cliff, but uh, 
I'm feeling like it might be a while before they actually win a race at this point. I would say, honestly, I have zero concerns right now because, I mean, he's been at tracks where he's not known to do well as of late. So, like, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> Coda, obviously, oh. we had no idea. Uh, Charlotte, he, he's never really had a chance to be up in the mix and win that race, and he still finished top 10. Uh, Sonoma, he's rotten. He's won, he's went for a win there once, and other than that, he's been subpar. Um, and once again, was lived up exactly to that this weekend. So I, I, I think, uh, where do they race next time? I don't even know. Pocono? Nashville. Uh, it's Nashville. So oh, Nashville. A, yeah, who knows? You don't even know about that one. Um, All right. I guess, I guess the real test is Pocono, the Pocono yes. doubleheader. If he's not in the top five at Pocono, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it as that. But, uh. I'm not like oh red flag. That's like, it, it seems like they've fallen off a little bit. So yeah. Um, um I, actually being concerned about the straight up not winning, I'm actually believing at this point Harvick will not win a race this year. I would agree. Unless, um, unless SHR turns it around. I don't think they will. I mean, Harvick will make the playoff. Um, yeah. But they'll probably make a halfway decent run into the playoffs. I think he honestly, like I think he's the type of guy that can find his way into the round of eight. Yeah, uh, it'd be it'd be I think tougher than it's ever been for him, but I think he can find his way there. But at this point, he'd be lacking so many playoff points, he'd be forced to win anyways. So yeah, that's my belief. Um, and, and I mean, it, it, look yeah. at the playoff line right now. Debetadetto's first guy up, sixty points below. Which leads us, Jay, Mr. Cook, how we doing? Uh, heard there was a, a change over there recently, I, b- I believe. I'm fucking throwing a party. I am so happy. Oh, Greg Irwin finally got ty- or fired, and I can be happy again. Oh, my God. it's It, it came two years too late to fire that man. Um, obviously, <laughs> from, from a competitive standpoint, glad he's gone, but from... You know, obviously wish him the best and hope, he find, hope that he finds a job somewhere. He just, he was not the guy to be a crew chief uh, for that team. It, it did not work out well, and he did not help that car at all during races. It, it always, the setup was wrong. It went in the wrong directions in the race, always, no matter what. Uh, and so I guess I'll eat my shoe a bit if the performance does not improve. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously it'll be true that Benedetto also had a hand in why that team is struggling, but I fully believe that that team will turn it around. They'll start looking more competitive. I, I don't know if they'll be going for wins. I don't think they're a good enough team to win. Uh, but hopefully they'll start at least looking more uh, start looking more competitive now and then maybe sneak their way into the playoffs on points. Um, but dear God, finally, Greg Irwin is gone. I think uh, I think the Benedetto and Busher end up swapping at the end. Hmm. Um, no. I think at first I was like 60 points and I was like, Oh God, like, uh, and then I was looking like 63, 82 for the other guys. I was like, man, they're all screwed. But then I was like, Oh, there's still 10 regular season races to go. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. So that, that and is, you can make up a yeah, ton of points in a that's race. A good chunk really of time. Good that's a good chunk of time still. I, if I'm 60 points out, I don't hit the panic button until six races, five races left. Um, yeah. so they got time now. 
80 points out, it's like, okay, you got to get on it right now. Otherwise, you're in a must win. Uh, and then if you're the guys that are like 90 to 100 out, I mean, you, you have to win, obviously. So I, I think Bubba on down, guaranteed, has to win right now. Um, unfortunately, that means Suarez too. And I can tell you right now that win is not coming from Trackhouse anytime soon. Unless maybe a well, Daytona. Yeah, Daytona is a wild card in it all. So you're not out until that reason. That's where DeBetadetto is going to come in. He's been so close to so many plate tracks. He's just going to come out, come yep. in clutch right there and just drop the dub. Calling it now. How many plate races do call have? things like that? Calling it now. He wins Daytona regular season finale. And that means he's not if winning because it's Gary. Yeah, if, um, if something dumb it's already over here, it, I'm blaming it on Gary. It's already over It's going to happen. What's the first, last time you had a prediction that was actually right, Gary? I don't think he's ever had one. No, nah, I had one before. All right, tell me it. I think it was Lewis Hamilton winning a race or something. An actual prediction that actually takes a little of... Um, I was like, Eric Almarola finished worse than 20th. That's usually pretty spot on this year. Uh, I think he did that yeah, again, by the way. Yes, 27. Yeah, he's <laughs> 27. Oh, God. Uh, What's going on with him? That's unbelievable. I, I, We say it every week. I hope he's not in that car next year. You can... You can try to tell me every way, 10 ways to Sunday, but here's my, he's 37, man. I mean, I mean, he's I think, uh, yeah. He's had his time. I mean, he's only 186 out right now. Yeah, and he's uh, 50 so... points behind his next closest teammate. Yeah, man, SHR so bad, though. 26, 27, 28. Cole Custer hype. Get it out of here. I have not believed in the hype since he replaced Suarez because I'm still salty about that. But right now, so I, I glad don't... Suarez is not with that team. Um, Hey, look, my prediction about freaking Briscoe was right. I told you he'd do nothing this year. And look, he's done basically nothing. I thought he, he would like a... be decent. He was not decent. <laughs> wow, it's almost like rookies don't do anything. And don't go go cool coaster one. Fluke, 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 fluke. Just like how every week from for like the last two months, Christopher Bell's wins looking more like a fluke. Yeah, he's actually uh not running very good in the points right now. Uh, he is, last, uh, top, last top ten uh was Richmond. Bell right now, if he did not have the win, would be thirty 33 points above the cut line. Yep. All right. And I, this is a, this talking about like points and stuff and the stats, I guess. I can't. Michael McDowell has the same amount of top tens as Brad Keselowski. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that actually. Um, where is Keselowski in the, okay, 10th. Okay. I see that. But still, what's going on here? Five top tens. Yeah, they both have five top tens. And Kozlowski has five top fives as well. So every time he's finished top ten, he's been in the top five. Uh, yeah, but it's it's bizarre, though, you know? Yeah. Um, and now McDowell's had, like, a, a Daytona 500 and then a subpar season, and he's, like, acting like he's, like, the dude, like, wrestling everyone around and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, but like you said, Butcher, I don't think Butcher's gonna fall out, man. Um, I think the Benedetto is gonna race his way in over someone. One of him, Dylan or Reddick. I'm unlikely Dylan. Not gonna be Reddick. I I think it's gonna be one of them. But there's nothing there to say that's gonna happen. I mean. I There's expect... also nothing there to me that says that he's a playoff driver and that team is a playoff team. Like, I think it happens. I, yeah, I, I kind of do as well. I don't. I, I, I don't mean, know. his average finish is fifteenth. That's enough to be in a, a sixteen playoff driver grid. Uh, the best average finish outside the playoff is eighteenth. What about that? Uh, oh, you, oh, you said Busher's fifteenth. Uh, yeah, ACC is still gonna lose to Debetedetto. Calling it call, uh, another prediction right here: Debetedetto beats Busher in his playoffs. Better average finish than Alex Bowman and Tyler Reddick. And I'm, Christopher I'm not Bell. Call Debetedetto getting into the playoffs until I see at least two races the new crew chief and see how the team performs. And uh, talking about the crew chief change, it it, it 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 was genius to do it now. It was genius. You got a free race. True. You they were they race. were waiting until this week. They're like, let's just get through Sonoma. We'll do it then. Um, but besides that, I mean, like, sixty points is still a lot of points. It's one race. If you think about it, it's really not. You can get sixty points in one race. You can. Is it going to happen? With no, it won't. It's always possible. Saying, if you, logically, if you think about it, it's it, not it's possible. that much. It's really not. Uh, as an Eric Jones fan, I didn't think 50 points with 10 well, races ago was a lot either. Yeah. But here's how I look at it, okay? He has to, one race, That's it's still a lot of points. It's one race of points. Mm-hmm. He's got 10 attempts to make it up. He also has 10, 10 attempts to lose the Yeah, lose it goes either way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I so, it's like Busher so, has 10 races to potentially throw it away. Um, Debetedetto has 10 races to potentially, you know, make it up. But, yeah. I mean, we don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, obviously, I think we'll have a decent idea here in a few more weeks. But I, um, the Pocono doubleheader is going to be such a whirlwind because that goes so quick and all of a sudden two races gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, my personal opinion is the 16 in now – are going to be the 16. The 16 in end points would be the 16 in end points unless there's a, a oddball winner. Well, the, the, if the one car can keep on doing what they did in Sonoma consistently, I think he'd have a better shot than DiBettadetto. So, I mean, honestly, like, DiBettadetto and Kurt could find a way. Because Reddick's only got seven more points than Busher. Yeah. Um, it is possible, but it's going to be very hard. But I, Reddick's look good lately. Like I don't think it. He looked really good. His worst finish since Talladega is nineteenth, which was Sonoma. Then besides that, it was twelfth at Darlington. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be very interesting. I, I think I think it'll get closer. So. Well, I mean, we'll have a better idea in a month, basically. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But um, before we move on, I guess, from NASCAR, the we do have the All-Star race this weekend. 
We're not going to give our predictions here. We're just going to talk about Texas Motor Speedway, All-Star Race. Terrible idea. But no. to get Coda on the, the schedule, format? the format, I don't even I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, let's I'm just going to watch and whatever let's happens. Say, let's, let's just say we're inverting the field every like 10, 15 laps. Yeah. And, yeah. The only thing I am interested in is whoever the guy, I forget his name, that owns uh, Texas. Gossage. Gossage. Yeah, he, he said. An announcement. There's something. He says they are going to do something with the race winner that's never been done in a NASCAR race before. That's all he said. Or, yeah, there's something interesting after the race. So, I'm interested. I'm basically, I'm the only yeah. thing I'm interested in is like what happens after this race. Yeah, because uh, it, it really does feel like there's no hope for this race, right? No, I mean they they can mess they up with the, the horsepower. They're reducing the horsepower. They're going at to the Texas. worst, the worst, arguably the worst track in the world for racing Spain right now. Exists. Huh? Spain exists. And Monaco. I watch. I, Monaco's better. They're they're both kind of parades. Texas and Monaco are both parades. It, but here's the thing: at least it makes sense at Monaco. You see how wide turn one and two are at Texas? It's a fucking mile wide. And guess what? You can only use 10 feet of it. And they thought it was a great idea. They thought they were genius. It is the worst track in America for sure. There there is no question what is the worst track in America. It's Texas. The the track is, is an embarrassment to the world of racing. And, uh, I, I get the idea of re- reducing the horsepower. The idea of reducing the horsepower is to make the cars go so slow that dirty that they can just stick at full throttle no matter what. Yeah, that's the entire idea. Um, Which, if it works, cool. I hope it works. <laughs> what are they? Are they trying to replicate kind of what they did um, with the All Star race that one year? Yeah, when they were trying yeah, to test think, out the future so. package. Um, uh, I think so, and I hope I I hope it looks like that. I really uh, do. yeah, that all star race was solid. Um, but I don't think it's going to just because Texas is ass. Well, yeah, it's, it's, the track's terrible. Like, imagine having the that track that they did. Imagine being the guy that screwed that up. Like I wouldn't be able to live that down. Oh, like Eddie Gossage. Yes, like, yeah, let's, basically. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. You don't often hear drivers after a race be like. Who the hell engineered this racetrack? Who built this? What did they do? Like the drivers actually, you know, like the first few times they came out, I was like, who made this? This is awful. You don't hear that about many tracks at all. And many drivers came out like soon after the repair. Like they said, this is awful. You don't hear that about other tracks. I remember like the drivers gave Kentucky a hard time, but that was just with the PJ one. Um, yeah, that's the only other instance I can think of. Yeah, but like they're they're not con- t- criticizing PJ one here. They're c- criticizing the track's complete yeah. ass. Track's terrible. <laughs> I don't get how I don't get like. Was there not? I mean, like I wonder because I know the new Auto Club track. They are actually working with uh, NASCAR and iRacing and building models yeah. on there to test the racing. Like, 
If only they could have done that with Texas <laughs> beforehand. What, oh, man. It's so bad, guys. You don't even understand. It's terrible to drive an iRacing, too, man. It's One and two is god-awful. The track's um, terrible to drive in real life and not in any video game it exists in. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, they did announce the top five in the fan vote right now. If that means anything to you guys. Suarez is in it, right? Uh, so the top five, no order. Briscoe, Matty D, Eric Jones, Suarez, Wallace. It, it's Bubba, guys. Simple I'm surprised stuff. Briscoe's in there. So my theory of what the order is, it's Wallace, Matty D, Eric Jones, Suarez, Briscoe. You put Jones above Suarez? Gary, call it right now. Another prediction. Suarez beats Jones in that vote. Guarantee it. Um, Guarantee it. We we don't know the results, so here. See, this they is the they, point. They don't, say, they don't say the results. Oh, that's well, the thing. This is the point that has gotten to um, for myself and actually all three of us as NASCAR fans is our drivers are in the All Star fan vote. That's what we're relying on. <laughs> this is like, man. Yeah. I mean, I Matt Matty D can race his way in. His car is well qualified enough to win win a stage in the. Uh, I think Suarez can find a way. Yeah, Suarez probably can too. Honestly, yeah. Jones, um, maybe you never know. Well, Reddick's on the pull for the uh, open, so he definitely get it. He's, he's Reddick's gonna one hundred percent stage. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Unless he can't. All right. Whoever wins the first stage is the one that comes off turn two in the lead. There you go. Honestly, I'm surprised that uh, Reddick isn't in the top five for fan voting. So I, I I was surprised. And I came up, I looked at a few drivers. And uh, just skimming through, the five, the top five are also the five with the most Twitter followers. Mm. So, and that's also where my order comes from, too. Wallace, Maddie D, Eric Jones, Suarez, Briscoe, of what I think the order is, and that's the order of Twitter followers. I mean, I think it's easy that Bubba has it. I don't think. Oh yeah, it, yeah. There's, there's no. Uh, there's you could no probably chance. combine the Benedettos and, and Eric Jones or Daniel Suarez's votes, and it still wouldn't match Bubba's on. It's like uh, when Elliot had well, his. Put like... This, put it this way. You can combine all four of their Twitter followers combined. It would still be less than Bubba Wallace. Well, there you have Bubba's winning the fan vote. Um, yeah, uh, unless he wins a stage. In the and then it would go to the second one in line, which... Which would be Matty D. Yeah, likely. Um, and then it would go most likely to Eric Jones, but I wouldn't be surprised if Suarez is ahead of him. Yeah, hopefully Suarez just races his way in. Uh, I'll have to wait and see what happens there with that. But uh, I, hope, race... I hope Eric races his way in too. So Yeah, the race is going to suck. Um um, and we, we don't know the rules. <laughs> yeah, we really don't. It's just like they're just gonna do stuff, and they're gonna come back from commercial, and the cars are gonna be in different positions. Um, yeah, the next month. Getting inverted. That's all I know. The next month of NASCAR racing, we got Texas Motor Speedway All Star Race. Don't know what to expect at Nashville. Personally, I, I, feeling, I have a feeling Nashville will be decent. Okay, let's. So, I guess I'll talk about. Nashville for a second, real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. It was it was put on iRacing today. I've done some test laps. If it's anything like iRacing, it's probably going to be a bit wild. Um, okay. Literally, 
In terms of grip, we have no grip. Oh Remember, no! It's seven, that's eight, what I like. Seven, that's the that's the type of eye racing I like right there. All right, all right. Type so of real life racing I like too. So, so, um, it took me about twenty minutes to go like three laps without spinning out. Let's just put it that way. Huh. Um, there is no grip. It's the seven fifty package. Remember that. So that alone makes it going to be exciting. Interesting. Yeah, it's flat. It's concrete. Regardless of what you think of the track, it's always exciting to go somewhere new. Am I wrong in thinking that Nashville's not has a banked front straightaway? Am I wrong thinking that? It's a little banked. Okay. No. It's it's probably like six degrees or something. It's not much. Um. Yeah, and there will be a lot of usage of the brakes too, because like in i racing, you're almost like one eighty going down the front, and you have to go to like one thirty. <laughs> So, I expect that to actually be pretty decent. So off throttle time, Pog. Well, yeah. Then after that, you got Pocono back to back. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be the worst week in NASCAR of the year. Uh, I'm, there, there's the 500 miles of Texas in the playoffs. Yeah, it's but a, it's a, it's a, it's a they don't got two of those back to back days. Yeah, we don't have we don't have yeah two uh Pocono ra- or uh, two Texas race two Texas Cup races along with the Xfinity and Cup series or Xfinity right. oh. truck series Pocono uh, the fact that they were like Pocono. the fact that they just couldn't at least take one off the schedule they were like you know what we'll just run them both in the same weekend just burn I mean, the track down <laughs> it it was like a good experiment because it's a good track to to do it for. Because everybody kind of dislikes watching the track, so you try the double header, see how it works for the teams, and see how it works for ratings COVID, and stuff. Unfortunately, COVID happened, <laughs> so we don't know the fan reception. Yeah, uh, but like you, you get those two races out of the way, and then you also like get to experiment with double header. Uh, and then I could see why they kind of kept it for this year, just because don't change the schedule up too much. Uh, aside from adding some road courses, because a we have new car coming next year, b we have COVID. And and see, we can change around the schedule a lot for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I'm actually looking. Though. I'm looking at the schedule, man. It's a it's a pretty rough run to the playoffs, to be honest. New Hampshire's in there. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Um, summer Atlanta could be okay, but still, I I yeah, not expecting a great race out of that track. Michigan's gonna be horrible. But we do have two oh, road courses. Three road courses. Indy. Remember, Indy's the road course. Oh, yeah. Watkins Glen's in there, too. Okay, yeah. That's good. Oh, America I love road courses. And then Daytona to cap it off. Hopefully, I don't know. We don't fully know, of course, with this new package. But uh, And then playoffs start September the 5th at Darlington. So it's going to be a off and on stretch. To the playoffs. There's going to be some very boring races in there. There's going to be some really good races, I think, in there with the road courses, especially. Um, but yeah, no. I, it's going to be interesting to watch, but um, I guess. Summer days Na- of NASCAR oh. have arrived. You, you know what? Summer NASCAR hits different than anything. It does, man. It just feels right. And especially when it's a summer NASCAR race ending at nighttime. Don't have that there's anymore, apparently. But there's only one. There's only one that does that, and that's Daytona. Woo! You know what, though, Daytona. They got rid of so many night races. It's a, it's My nice God. that they kept Daytona though, because that just hits yeah. right in the summer under the lights. Yeah. yeah. You know what else is funny? 
Daytona, Darlington, Richmond, Bristol, and Las Vegas. That's just five straight night races. <laughs> they go nothing all year to this boom. Here we go. Let's do a whole month. Of it. Atlanta wasn't a night race. They are going to murder those fans. Those fans <laughs> there's going to be at least but 10 that pass out from heat. But my TV ratings. Oh my God. There's and then we got no Phoenix as night races are worse than daytime races for TV ratings. There's no way. More people are home. They're also more exciting. Yes. Everybody likes a night race. Cooler temperatures works better for the package too. Especially yeah. in Kansas. Um, oh, well. Who cares? That's the most um, one. Formula One. <laughs> oh, boy. Azerbaijan. Grand Prix. Beautiful. Absolutely glorious. That was a glorious race. Best race of the year. Without the crashes, may I mention, I'm not talking about Verstappen having his incident and Stroll spicing it up. No, that was just downright a good race without that happening. I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, actually, the, the Stroll and Verstappen tracks uh, crashes... Um, let's just get out of the way. Uh, Pirelli, you have questions to answer. Man, their tires were good for 40 laps? Apparently, or allegedly. But, but let me, let me say exactly what the laps were. Stroll went 30, 29 actually. Boom. Verstappen went 32, but five of those were safety cars. What is going? What what happened? Yeah, and Pirelli, I don't think Pirelli's given an answer. Um, I did see one thing that they mentioned that uh, they thought debris might have been the issue. Well, Shut they, up. They a part of the issue. Uh, yeah, they, they said it could have been, but they didn't like that. That to me was a bit of the commentators just speculating. It wasn't actually. Yeah. No, that was straight up from Pirelli. Anybody from Pirelli? Oh well. But uh. At least but, I thought it was, but I, I know what Gary's talking about, kind of. But yeah, I, it's not clear. I don't think there's been an answer given. No, they won't. <laughs> Considering the way that both tires blew out, literally the exact same. If you look okay. at the onboards, where they're just driving along, and all of a sudden the car just snaps. Yeah. For both drivers, it's like that, that screams tire issue to me. And this is a, and it's no joke because it's the fastest thing in F1 is that straightaway. Yeah, and completely unacceptable to happen. Um, like if, also, if, if, if it was just the one incident and it was actually debris, it happens. But you had two incidents that were basically identical, and it's just not acceptable. They they also need to throw the safety car fa- way oh quicker. Um, oh my god, the stroll one was so bad. I it saw the like one on Reddit though. When Verstappen just one quick point, when Verstappen crashed, they were yes, showing both uh, Gasly and Tsunoda never even lifted. Yeah, it, Lando as well. It's just like it, what the yeah, heck? Yeah, what, what was going on? Where, they where, know where? that they have to. They already they, they know their only option is to throw the safety car to get that car out of there. Why do they wait so long? The guy's in ri- at risk, and they're like, "We're just gonna wait when we know we're gonna yeah. throw it anyways." It don't make yeah. no sense. Frankly, it was, yeah, that was also pathetic. No way to put it around. Um, I don't know what the FIA were doing. Um, could have legitimately get someone killed doing that. Because it's the racer's blood. If the green flag's out, you go. Yeah. So. Um, like, Stroll was not in a good spot. Like No, no. 
Max wasn't in a good spot. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible job. Um, but let's actually get into the good stuff, the racing. Glorious. Okay. Start was good. Yes. Perez with a monster start. Yes. That, Dude that was, was on so fire. Critical. Yes. It was so to get the fourth by the turn three was critical. And let's just yeah, it was great. <laughs> and I predicted. I said I could very well see Bottas not being top five in the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Well, well <laughs> I was like right. I said, well, like, I said I wouldn't be surprised either way, right? Well, let's be honest, we didn't expect that. Well, yeah, we didn't expect the top three we had. Although we 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 all agreed that Perez was going to be in the mix. Yeah, no, I'm saying the Bottas. We didn't expect. I don't think we expected. Oh, that. one of the worst races of his whole career. With Mercedes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think we expected that bad. He was, like, then I didn't even realize he was in the race. Uh, didn't I do anything. He, I think it was hilarious. There was that one radio signal to him. It's like, hey, man, you got to get, you got to push to get past Lando. We're trying to get fifth here. Dude, this guy, this guy's been tenth for the last twenty laps. Are you joking? You're Mercedes. Are you actually joking? Your driver can't overtake a car if it if his life depended on it. And then this one restart, he just pedestrianly let four drivers by. <laughs> the last think, one, I yeah, that yeah, that thing where like four drivers drive by him. Mm-hmm. Literally in a fifty second clip, I think I just watched the man's career end. Yeah, I mean, there is no chance Botas is at Mercedes next year. Honestly, if it's yeah. Frankly, a performance like that, if it happens again, that I don't think Mercedes would do it. But performances like that get you fired. I think if he's if he's a I Red got, Bull driver, he'd be out midseason. Um, I mean, there was rumors, remember, earlier yeah, um, that Mercedes well, was considering a switch. But I personally, I think the way Mercedes is that they, they live up to keeping him for it. the year. I, I agree, but this is the second time we've seen this this season where he just can't even get in like the top ten. It's bizarre, it's weird, embarrassing. Yeah. And it's kinda of sad to see such a like awful performance for the dude. But he consistently yeah. just underperforms. Um I mean I don't see him winning any Grand Prix this year. No, unless I think it, something goes crazy, and I mean, I mean, every once in a while he kind of shows up and he just drop a like a huge yeah. pole lap and then run away with the race. But I don't see anything like that happen right now because he just I, he doesn't honestly, even have top three speed. Honestly, it, it it feels like the Vettel situation last season already, where it's just like he's just not there at all mentally. Like yeah. that race mentally, like. It, like that restart where he just gets passed by four guys. That was something I expected out of Vettel last season. You know, just like he's just not there mentally at all, and I don't know what's going going on. Because I think we're all here. Where Beltre ain't he ain't that bad. No, I mean, I, like you put him up against majority of the field, he can now race him in an even car. Yeah. But like, would I put him in? Uh, 
I would like exactly. he's not better than like, Hamilton or Verstappen or Leclerc and none of them. Around like the tenth to twelfth best driver. Yeah, like he'd be a midfield. If everybody had an even car, he'd be right in the midfield. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like. Thing is, yeah. midfield driver and the best car can still should be able to go for a podium and win the occasional race, which he has done in the yeah. past. But this year. He can't figure it out. And I, I agree. I didn't think about it, but it does really remind me of Sebastian last year. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, Sebastian was I, just I, destroyed I, mentally. And, I mean, you could it's yeah. so easy to tell. Like, especially, I don't know what it is about F1, but it's so easy to tell when they're just mm-hmm. off mentally. Honestly, I think he knows he's already gone. Like, there's a, there's a thing that's telling me they've already told him. Yeah, and like that's like that's what cool. got him, right? You know. Yeah. Honestly, it's very possible that he was told that last year. Yeah. He would, he would be here after Bahrain. After Bahrain. They're like, yeah, we're gonna keep you around for one more year, but then George is getting your car. Yeah. So. But uh, to to bring up one more thing, are you guys done with that topic? I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah, I'm done with the stuff. Okay, so. I remember I got a notification about it, and then I had to look it up to find it to get the exact quote. Did you guys see what Pierre Gasly said after the race on Sunday? I thought it was pretty comical. <laughs> I know, I know what this is. I yeah, did not. Oh, it's pretty. It's I don't. Pretty at least good. I don't think I did. Um, so he 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 was doing his pre or uh, his post race interview, and he got asked about the final restart, and his exact quote was, "Is the Americans took over?" So I really wasn't surprised that we got uh, that we go first with the entertainment. <laughs> Basically saying that like Liberty Media, like you know, since they own F1, and then also got the the new race director in there, like he wasn't surprised that they decided to go with a standing restart for entertainment oh. for the end of the race, and that you know that's why stuff happened. I mean, I was uh, all for it I, though. I, was kinda, I thought that was pretty comical. I thought um, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he's I right mean, though. <laughs> but is is he? But he's not necessarily wrong because if you no, think about not. it, because because if you like from a like yeah, it, is, it was for seemingly entertainment purposes, but the standing start—it's been consistent the last two years. You know, if there's a red flag, standing start. Yeah, no, I, I I sort of like when I he saw the red flag immediately. I'm like, oh, that's a standing start, right? Like, yeah, we be, F1's been extremely consistent with that. I've never I haven't seen a red flag without a standing start. Yeah. Um, um, which red flags? The option to a rolling start. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't think we've seen them do that in the last several years. Well, red flags yeah. really haven't been a thing, and then all of a sudden last year, just time and time again, they just start coming now. We had three standing starts at Monza last season. Yeah. And we had one at Imola this season for the uh, Botas-Russell crash, and then we had another one this weekend. But I guess it's uh, like, um, not only does it give us that exciting restart, but it also still does allow more actual racing. You know, yeah, they, their goal obviously yeah. is to get the race complete. Uh, you don't want to see it in under a safety car, which I guess is is probably a little bit of a different feeling for F1 drivers, just because that's never really been the the thinking. It, it, that's always kind of been like a, a NASCAR way of we have to get the race in and make it finish under green and stuff. Um, yeah, but like I I agree with that way of thinking because like you don't want to see a race finish under caution if you can do it in a safe way. Why not have a restart? Yeah. Um, should it have been a rolling restart? Maybe. But 
there there needs to be some kind of restart there, and and I don't I don't disagree with that that call there to go with the the standing start. Yeah, no, I, I it was kind of expected. Um, yep. I well, first I thought the race was going to end under caution. I I yeah, that was my I, first thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought, thought it was too, and then they immediately red flagged it, and I was yeah. I was excited. And, and then I then I, then I knew it was like okay, we're gonna probably gonna we're probably gonna get a standing start. Um, but uh, I think I think we we should uh backtrack a little bit in the race because there's still some stuff I'm sure Gary wants to talk about in particular. Sebastian Vettel is a god. Okay. Um, masterclass drive all day long. Um, I mean, not the greatest starting position, P11, but it also helped us at the same time. Um, we went a little bit long, not really long, like Stroll, of course, but we but, pitted. But you led laps. Yeah, we led some no, laps. Not. I was like, oh my God. And first of all, you can just tell Sebastian's in so much, uh, in a way better place right now than what he ever was in the last few years at Ferrari. Yep. And it's showing. Honestly, looks like Red Bull. Vettel again, like even or like early, Ferrari, uh, 2018 well, early season Ferrari, he looked great. I, I just, I, but still, he never looked to be the the chipper and like really enthusiastic Vettel. He kind of used to be with Red Bull. I think that's a bit of just how Ferrari expects you to expects you to act as well. You know, they're how Ferrari is. They're really finicky about everything. But uh, yeah, but like he genuinely seems stupidly happy. Things were just okay. going great though. <laughs> and like, man, you would have been happy. Like five laps to go in those, man. You would have been happy with fourth, Dude, man. <laughs> I was like, "This is great," and you know, because we had fourth? the um, because uh, we had the first safety car with Stroll's and crash, he a, and he got a couple spots off that. He, he great pass on Leclerc, wasted no time. I'm like, "This is yeah. great. We're gonna get a top five. His worst finish at Baku's fourth, um, and his since they've started going there, and it went into the weekend. I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna change this weekend." Uh, did not change. So, um, and then that last restart, all of a sudden, boom, who is the one that had that soft tire available to put on? Sebastian Vettel. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> we might have a chance to win this race. I don't, I don't think it when it was, uh, Parrot, I mean, the Red Bull is just too fast. I mean, yeah, even no, with the fresh tires, he couldn't run them down. Been able to go to softs, or if their softs had been yeah. a couple laps older, it, it probably would have went Vettel's way, but, but, uh, yeah. So, besides that, there was good action throughout the entire race. So, I guess we should yeah. talk about the last restart now. Lewis. All right, all right, I, the funniest, the truly break funniest. Break magic. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll get into the break magic. But when he's, before they start rolling like the like a formation lap, he's like, I'm thinking big picture here, guys. No big risk. Yeah. And in the first turn, yow. So, I had no idea what Break Magic was until this weekend, yeah. um, which I found it very fascinating. Um, but I guess basically it's a button that moves the brake bias. So without it on, his brake, uh, his front brake bias was at like fifty something percent, fifty point one, and then so he accidentally he did not mean to hit this button. I guess he accidentally turned it on. Um and didn't know, so it went up yeah. by like thirty percent. Yeah, his break, his front brake bias was at around eighty five percent. So <laughs> you can see why what happened happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, I, I'm gonna sound like a dick, 
but I'm glad it happened because oh. if Lewis won that race, I would have lost it. Over. Dude. I would have lost. It, it wasn't. It wasn't about the championship at all to me. It was just like yeah, it would have been also another just straight up luck. And, and, and I'm just like I'm like I'm just like it happened again. It happened yeah. again. A race that Hamilton has no business winning, he's gonna win. Yeah. Um, would, like I I I like Hamilton. I think he's he's a great ambassador for Formula One. Great personality too. I think I think he's. He's got a great personality too, even though he seems boring. There's a lot of there's a lot to him. <laughs> yeah, oh yes. But um, also and also after the fact that yeah, thank God it happened too, just so this championship is over. That was my first thought when Verstappen went. I was like, oh, Lewis yeah. is back up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my. I was like, man, Red Bull could have got a little bit of a, a nice, comfortable lead a bit in the championship, and then that happened. I was like. Yeah kidding me and uh i mean bodice didn't do anything to help mercedes in the constructors uh sunday there That's so shame. red bull's uh, pulling out but yeah so yeah uh when you have 85 percent front brake bias uh yeah 100 percent gonna lock up no matter what you do <laughs> um and then yeah yeah yeets the first turn and uh ends up finishing 15th behind mazapin <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, Valtteri beat Hamilton this race, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what I mean, he, he still beat Lewis, so therefore, I think he's honestly going to keep his ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, uh, and also Vettel with a great start. Do you get second? Yes. Um, um, I guess, I guess, I guess in this case to keep second. Av- avoiding Hamilton, basically. Yeah. Um, got him to second. Um, also, great battle with Pierre and Charles for uh, they were going sports. at it. Yeah, that was great um, to watch. Also, Pierre is a monster. <laughs> I, I uh, said this in in the party on Sunday, uh, and I'll, I'll say it here too. Pierre Gasly, in a normal race where nothing crazy happens, he finishes, he runs and finishes like eighth. And Pierre Gasly, when there's a race with at least like one crash, he's suddenly on the podium. <laughs> the man comes out of nowhere anytime anything yeah. small goes wrong for somebody up front. Yeah, I mean, Gasly's so good, man. He's so good. I tell you what, though, you put him back in the Red Bull, he's going to struggle. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I don't uh, think I don't think you can put him in that Red Bull, I, no matter what. No. I, I hope Gasly leaves. I think that's his only like, option. It is his only option. Well, Otherwise, what's to say that Toro Rosso doesn't improve to be a good contending team at some point? Red Bull ain't going to let that happen. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. He needs to leave. He needs to leave if he wants to. Like, I legitimately think, um, like, you put him in a Mercedes, he'd, he'd win a lot of races. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not going to. Yeah, happen. no, that's all taken up. But what if, I mean, it when uh, Hamilton goes and Mercedes can't find a way to pick up for Stampin, I'd go for Gasly. Is Leclerc? He ain't leaving Ferrari. Leclerc is a lifetime Ferrari driver, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> um, Norris seems pretty committed to McLaren, so best in line, in my opinion. I would go with Gasly right now as like Hamilton's replacement in a couple years or so. I mean, Alpine if Ocon doesn't come back. I wouldn't go there though. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Alpine's better. I, than I, I I I don't I don't think so. But here's the thing. 
Alpine has a better chance of getting somewhere than Alpha Tori. That yeah. Alpha Tori yeah, is going to be. If they're not better, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Life, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's better. not guaranteed that they'll improve. But not guaranteed. That way. But, but that's your only chance. Yeah. To go to, Red Bull will not allow AlphaTauri. Like they wouldn't. That's, exactly. It's impossible. Um, it's kind of like for Haas or well, not fully Haas, but like Alpha Romeo. Like they can't get better really than Ferrari. Like all right, think of it this way. Think of it like Ricardo. He left Red Bull because he knew Red Bull would not let him win a world title. Gasly knows if he like Gasly's end goal is to win a world championship, right? You know, as long as Verstappen's there, no one you can't get that exactly. Exactly. If if you want it, you have to leave. It doesn't matter if a team is worse; it's your only option to have a chance. Because mm-hmm. where Gasly is, no chance, zero, not a. Literally, Gasly's only chance, actually, is where would be literally. Max Verstappen to just randomly retire, or for him to, as as dark as it sounds, literally die. I mean, as long as as long as Verstappen's at Red Bull, like everyone's second in line. Yeah, you would basically have to settle for maybe click off a win or two here and there, but just be the backup to help with the constructors. (laughs) Sergio, Sergio with a also a great drive. Yeah, I mean, nonetheless, um, obviously, like, the he was going to finish second without it. But first of all, he yeah. still had to hang on to that win and fight for it. But no, he still ran a great race and was already on track for yeah. second. So, Like, he held off Hamilton the entire race. Yeah. No, he like, ran a great race. Hey, hey uh, I don't know if you saw me tweeting during the race. I was like, who needs the second driver down, Mercedes? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first um, time since Ricardo has left Red Bull that the second driver has been able to back it up. Yeah. So that has been a long time. Even, and the Perez haters are all... Uh, Perez like, haters oh, are just absolute morons. Well, they go Albon and Gasly didn't get a fair chance and then Perez wins six races and you're so... Yeah. They had all. I mean, what Gasly and uh, Albon had one year to get it, and all the the combined there was one podium, and that was from Albon. Perez won a race in six races. It was funny. Perez said he needed five races to figure out the car. The sixth race he wins. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the win. Admittedly, the win is a little fluky. He was going to finish second. Yes, even without that, he still did better. Than what any of them were able to do. Yeah, but uh, no diss on Gasly now because Gasly has developed into, I think, quite the driver now. But um, rip Alba. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's. I was very happy for Perez just to be like, "Yep, you can shut everyone up now." Yeah, no, that was cool. That was great. Even without the the win in second place, was still just like a in your face. Yep. But um, no, no, the race is good. Next, uh, they go uh, to uh, where do they go? France. Yes, France is the next one. That's probably going to be a bit of a sleeper. But then we got back to back Austria. Looking forward to those quite a bit. Um, yeah, I usually enjoy the Austria races. So, yep. 
It's a great track. Uh, but yeah, we just got to kind of deal with France. That'll be in there. It'll be a. It may, I mean, who knows? It could end up being a good race. Very unlikely. But we'll have to wait and see with that. But honestly, uh, hopefully. You go, you what's that? You finish. Uh, I was just hopefully the, the title fight keeps on going the way it is. Um, and uh, since we're kind of done with F1, let's uh, talk about oh, the news was... in F1. Okay. Uh, Singapore is gone. Please come back next year. Yeah. It's not the greatest race, okay, but it is still my favorite race. Um, just because I think it's such a cool venue location and just spectacular, just sporting event, and just like I, it's one of those ones that it's kind of like Monaco. It's like it's not a great race, but I can deal with it just because the event is so cool. Yep. Um, and the perspective replacement is a second Coda race. No, thank you. Did not know that. Did not know that either. That's what I'm like. no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah Coda yeah, never. It's, they can't even put on one good race. Um, I mean, from a U.S. perspective, it's great to get just more F1 in the U.S., but. They can yeah. put Canada in that slot right now because, the, like, the COVID numbers are fine now. And it's not announced yet. It's just the the uh, peremp- like the the thought the one that was thought of. So far. oh wait, Singapore is in October. Yeah, no, let's not do Canada. This still it could be snowing by then. Yeah, so a second Coda race. So that would be uh... yeah, good for the U.S. I mean, just good for North America. Uh, yeah. exposure with F1. So, um, yeah. And also, there was also a uh, Roger Penske didn't make a comment about it as well because there was talks like, well, what about Indianapolis? And Penske said no. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. F1, like current days, I don't think belongs there. No. Uh, well, no I think they've. Replacement race yeah. The, I'm, it's just, I think, uh, I don't think they'll ever even go there again. I mean, maybe maybe one year, but it just doesn't seem like a fitting track for a current day F1, you know? Yeah. But um, uh, I guess we move on now to bef- before we end things and well, predict. There's a, oh. There, there's a couple more things F1-wise. Uh, firstly, Williams already changed their... Uh, team principal is going. Yeah, their team principal. Uh, and Surprise, so they, actually. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of surprising to me as well. It seemed like he only got a short amount of time. To I think this is the best they've looked too in a couple of years. Yeah, that too. So like, I I don't really get why the change happened. Um, I mean, I know they 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 listed it as a full team restructure, but I don't really get the reasoning or need for it. Uh, obviously, we know Williams, and they they had to know going into owning the team, Williams was not going to be a competitive team. Uh, but they have looked better than they have in recent years, so I, I don't really get the point of maybe, maybe the guy wanted to not have the position anymore. I don't know, but uh, so there was that. Then there's also Grosjean announcing he's going to do. This is obviously for mix of F F1 and IndyCar. Uh, Grosjean announced he's going to do an oval race this year at Gateway now. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. And he said he he wants to do future uh, oval races like the Indy 500 for IndyCar. Could do um, a full schedule. Yeah. He's only got to do like three ovals to make it full. I mean, at this point, yeah, IndyCar's really started going away from ovals again. Which I think it's a bad idea. 
I do too. I I love Indy IndyCar uh, oval races. Yeah, I know. I think that hurts. That I hurt. I think that'll hurt their they, longevity. They tried that before. They they tried it before and it didn't go well. Uh, and and just they need to go back to more ovals again. It, it's like uh, they're an American-based motorsport too. It's like yeah. they they have to have an oval aspect in that. So. Mm. Um, Especially when they're so good, when then their races most of the yeah. time are really good on the ovals. Uh, so I mean, I just I don't get why they stopped doing them. Um, but uh, I think that that's pretty much it that all I had to say. Um, so I guess yeah, before we do our final predictions for upcoming races, Nitro happened this past weekend at Watkins Glen. Um, Andrew Wisdom won. Someone finished mm-hmm. second, Connor. I finished third, and then you guys. I don't. I actually have no idea how you guys finished. So I finished ten. Okay. I I I had a very pedestrian drive. Yeah, I I think we were all lonely actually. Like I was lonely for the whole time, yeah. pretty much until the, literally the last lap. Yeah, it was stage, just stage nothing. Three, right. I think I was, yeah. I, I, I was very lonely. Nothing really happened. Um, Jay, what did you? Uh, what did you finish? Seventeenth. Oh. <laughs> Could have been in the top ten. Was looking pretty competitive, looking pretty fast. Jay got taken out a lot. I, I, like every, I wasn't around him much because I was avoiding the crashes he was getting taken out in. But when I was around him, I was seeing the crashes he was getting taken out in. He was just an innocent every bystander every time. One never had a chance to get out of the back of the field. Then when when we finally get a green flag run, I was hauling my way through, starting to make up towards the top ten. <laughs> And then a lower series driver happened, and I wanted to finish you 17th. So, yeehaw. Woo! Where do we go next week? Or this weekend? I mean, uh, it, it's nothing but pain in Texas. Oh. oh why would you do Texas. that? Why would you put that on the schedule? Who voted for why, Texas? Why, I don't know. A lot of people voted for Texas. Why? Wait, people voted for it? Yeah, every yeah, track be, the, the top twenty track. These were the top twenty voted tracks out of everyone that actually voted. I told you you could vote, Gary, but you never did. I didn't. This is literally news to me. I didn't even know there was a vote. Yeah, there was, and that's and that's what you get for not paying attention. Yeah, that's what I get. Now I got to deal with this. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm calling out everybody that voted for Texas. Well. I think I was one of them. But. Best part so, about it? Wait, I won last time we went there. <laughs> I've won two I nitro races there now. But the best part I, about I this... I should have won the last one. The track might suck. But Nitro League, the way they run, we, the way we run these races is everyone's going to be fighting for that bottom. And they're going to be it's punting gonna be people. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Is, we're going to have another yeah. seven rule yeah, changes. Gonna be low. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for Gary to just completely forget about him and get black flight and be like, what? Yeah, I was worried about that at Watkins Glen. I was like, I'm going to forget no, something here. I guess Texas, I mean, the pit stop stuff is going to be the thing oh, I'll have to remember. Oh man. oh, man. I was practicing it early just to get a feel for it. It's not too bad, but it's still just like, man, it's weird. <laughs> I'm going to be making sure the pit stop stuff, if we have green flag pit stops, I'm going to be watching everybody that I can. Just to make sure yeah. I can like call yeah. some people out. I, I am too, honestly. Not because like, um, like I just want to make sure that's enforced really hard. Because yeah. I feel like I people are gonna, I feel like people are gonna try and take advantage of it. So I'm like, oh, if I see something, I'm I'm cracking down on that one myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I guarantee somebody's gonna try something with it. Yeah, I, I think so too. But um, but you want you want to know something? What? I'm definitely staying out long as possible. You want to know why? Someone's gonna drive it. Yeah. Someone's gonna overdrive it on that apron, baby. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, but actually, I was actually practicing it. it. Actually, not that hard at Texas. No, Texas has got a wide apron. Yeah. And the turn is not that uh, highly angled either. Yeah. So it, well, it's it not bad. Be that big of a deal. It's not. Um. Actually, that reminds me. I have to go like clip it, like it does a tutorial version of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like a driver's so. meeting tutorial. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah probably need to do that. Take them um, seventeen attempts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the race is probably gonna be a shit show. So, yeah. Um, IndyCar line down the back straightaway. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, but uh, now I guess. Yeah, I guess we move now to the the final segment. So we don't have F one this weekend. Next weekend, all we have is the All Star race to predict for. I guess I don't know. I mean. Kyle Larson. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know who to I'm just going to go with Kyle Larson at this point. Yeah, just go with easy pick of Larson, too. Yeah. That's, all I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to go with. I predict the race will be shit. Well, yeah, yeah that, I, I, I mean, yeah. That's but... pretty much a guarantee. Even, uh, even if the actual racing is great, the weird format is going to ruin it. Oh, God. I'm going to be mental boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be... I'm not even going to try You need a PhD to understand this race. I'm not even going to try and figure it out. I'm just going to just kind of accept whatever happens and just be like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, at this point, you can't even bet against Larson because he seems so far ahead of everyone. But with all the inverts and stuff, jeez, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you never know, yeah. I, just, That's what I'm saying. I predict I the really race will be... Pick. I predict the race will be shit. There you go. That's my prediction. I agree. <laughs> um, I guess that does it, though. Um, yeah. Episode... I think this is episode 20 of the Going Racing yes. Podcast. Okay. So, if you guys enjoyed it. You know what to do. We had some good stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, Formula One was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more F1 presence in the future here within the next month or two. So look forward to that. But uh, if you guys enjoyed, you know what to do. Next week, we'll have the All-Star Race to break down. We might need some other topics to come up with for next week, considering that it's just the All-Star Race now that I think about it. We'll work on that. Hopefully some gaming stuff happens or something. But um, you know what? You know, that's one thing I forgot to bring up at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if the game gets announced this week. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Very well. Look forward or look at that as a potential. I haven't heard anything. I don't know what's going on there. Honestly, don't think it's going to get announced this week, but I think it's possible. Um, Honestly, it's got to be soon. It has I, to be. If the game comes out in September. It has to apparently. be like very early July at the latest. The absolute latest, early July. Um, so I, yeah, I honestly, yeah, you know what? I can, I think it can happen this weekend though, but we'll have to wait E3. and see what it's also E3 week. That yeah. So there is potential. The That's what we're going to talk about next week. Well, no, the winner of the all-star race thing could be what Eddie Gossage was talking about. No, they've the awarded. The no, race. no, no. 
I don't know. No, that was for stage. That was for All Star stage. Oh, okay. The winner okay. of the All Star race could win the cover driver. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I was gonna say they've done something like that then, but but it's not the same. I don't want Kyle Larson on the cover. (laughs) Shit. Oh, no. 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 I don't think that's what they're going to do. But then again, I think that is possible. It is possible. It just came to my mind, you know. Everyone wrecks on the last lap, and it's Eric Jones on the cover. Then that would be an awkward cover. We'll see what happens with that um, next week. <laughs> I guess since it is the E3 week, we're going to dive into that next week or something uh, on the podcast because there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. So we'll have a bit of a gaming again uh, segment. But uh, if you guys enjoyed, you know what to do. We'd like to thank you all for taking the time of your day or night to listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, any other platform you can listen to this podcast on. Uh, and we will see you guys next week after the All-Star Race. Have a great day, everybody.